Welcome to Axios Pro Rata, where we take just 10 minutes to get you smarter on the collision of tech, business, and politics. Sponsored by TSX Broadway. I'm Dan Primack. On today's show, why BuzzFeed just took the buzzsaw to its payroll and the latest in government shutdown stupidity. But first, soccer's Edward Snowden. Last week, a 30-year-old man named Rui Pinto was arrested in Hungary, where he faces extradition to his native Portugal on charges of extortion and violations of secrecy. Basically, Pinto is the man behind a website called Football Leaks, which, were he an American, would probably have been called Soccer Leaks. In its four years of existence, Football Leaks has produced a treasure trove of damning information against top world soccer officials and some of its biggest stars. And that's included having an impact in global courtrooms, including this past Tuesday, when Portugal's Cristiano Ronaldo was fined over $20 million after pleading guilty to tax fraud in Spain. Plus, there's a sexual assault case against Ronaldo, which has been reopened, again, for which Football Leaks deserves credit. Now, Pinto, of course, is not supposed to have the information he has. He's a soccer fan not a soccer official or team employee. So that's a big distinction between him and Edward Snowden. But the basic question remains the same. When should a hacker be called a whistleblower? And given the protections that come along with that classification, it's something a judge in Hungary will soon have to decide about Pinto. And that ruling matters a lot because other potential Pintos, potential Snowdens, will be watching closely and using the judge's decision to determine their own future actions. In 20 seconds, we'll go deeper with Kendall Baker, editor of Axios Sports. But first, this. Capable of serving 15 million visitors a year in the heart of Times Square, TSX Broadway is the ideal platform for the world's most ambitious brands. With integrated retail, entertainment, and hospitality, as well as Times Square's only permanent outdoor stage and real-time digital customer engagement, TSX Broadway allows for every kind of branded experience in the world's most visible location. Learn more at tsxbroadway.com. We're joined now by Kendall Baker, editor of Axios Sports. So, Kendall, let's actually start with Cristiano Ronaldo for a quick second here, not football leaks. Can you give me a sense for folks in the U.S. who aren't necessarily soccer or global football fans? How big is he in terms of popularity? You know, compare him to a LeBron or a Brady. LeBron is a very good comparison just because LeBron and basketball more so than football, unfortunately for Tom, is more of a global sport. And so on a global level, he is right up there with LeBron. You know, whenever they release those top athletes in terms of social media impressions, he's always on top of that list or number two. He's huge, huge globally. And he spent a lot of his career in Spain. He's now in Italy. So that's, you know, only expanding his footprint. There's been obviously a lot of stuff that football leaks, the website has uncovered and released over the last four years. Talk to me a little bit about what's been uncovered when it comes to kind of top officials and top authorities and, and what they have done that they weren't supposed to do. There's been a series of leaks over the, over the last four years. It's been this kind of Panama Papers-esque independent journalists kind of coming together on a collaborative effort and coming away with these stories over the last four years. And one of the biggest ones involved actually the current president of FIFA, who was previously the general secretary of UEFA or uh, Union of European football associations, what they found was UEFA had instituted this standard called financial fair play, which basically was instituted to make sure that soccer clubs in Europe were spending similar amounts of money. And so essentially our clubs outgoing had to match their incomings. It was a pretty simple Mm -hmm. standard. And basically what they found was that UEFA was allowing some of their more popular clubs like Manchester City, like Paris Saint-Germain, to essentially inflate the value of their sponsorship deals to get more money to then spend on players. It was them working in tandem with the top clubs to allow them to essentially play by a different set of rules than everybody else. So the guy who's behind this, this guy Rui Pinto, who gets arrested last week, do we know yet or have any idea how he's gotten all this information? 
We don't yet, at least to my knowledge. That could be coming out this week now that it's becoming more of a national story that he has actually been arrested. But basically what we know about him now is that he's a huge soccer fan who was, according to his lawyers, very upset with the game, the corruption going on, wanted to expose this, and he's, I believe in their words, a computer geek. So right now the narrative is that he's you know, a hacker type who came across this information. Not exactly sure how. He's not being charged, or, or at least Portugal wants him extradited from Hungary. And they don't want him right. extradited based on stuff about Ronaldo or the stuff you were talking about, UEFA. Right. They want him specifically, he had information on a big investment fund that invests in soccer in Europe, correct? Yes. What they have him on, or what they're trying to target him with, is essentially blackmailing a agency, a Doyen Sports a big soccer agency in Europe. It's a blackmailing them, saying, hey, we have these confidential documents, which I think included you know, transfer fees and secret payments that they had made, and I'm going to release these unless you pay me. And according to Pinto's lawyers, like that did happen. He did uh, attempt to make contact, but it doesn't sound like anything actually came of fruition there, and so they're trying to point out that th- that charge might be invalid. So it's weird, right? Because it seems that the lawyers then are basically saying, and actually, correct me if I'm wrong about this, he asked for money, but they didn't pay it. And thus, the extortion is not valid anymore. That's kind of like saying, well, I went to the bank with the gun, but they didn't give me any money. So I didn't really try to rob the bank. Exactly. Yeah, I, I agree with that assessment. I think the lawyers are really just trying to hit home the fact that there might be one instance where their client engaged in something potentially criminal. On a more macro level, the, their argument is that the result of these leaks was positive for the game of soccer and that that outweighs whatever potential gray area he might have wandered in overall. Which is where the kind of Snowden comparison comes in, right? Which I mean, again, it's not perfectly apples to apples. Exactly. You know, as we said, there's some distinctions here, but, you know, in terms of employee versus fan, et cetera. But same idea, right? Like if the information is good enough, then there's a public interest, a big enough public interest that should outweigh. Hungary, though, right, has a particular whistleblower law, correct? Like one that's different than the U.S.? Yes. I've done some research on this, actually, this morning. Uh, There wasn't a lot of information out there about it. But according to what I found, basically, Hungary has been, for actually a while now, kind of viewed as a very friendly to whistleblowers. And they actually have specific laws that other countries don't surrounding whistleblowers. The law that's been in place since 2014, to my knowledge, is just a very friendly law to whistleblowers uh, in comparison to other countries. Including this one, including the U.S. If Pinto's going to do this, doing it in Budapest is better than doing it in New York. Right. The fact that he's in, in, in Hungary appears to be a good thing for him. I and mean, I would assume with a case of this magnitude that, you know, that the world probably watching with this law having only been in place since 2014. This is like a monumental ruling for Hungary on the world stage right now. It also would seem to be right if he's let off, if the Hungary judge says, no, you're a whistleblower, you're not a hacker, or you're a hacker, but you're also a whistleblower, so it's okay. Does that mean he'd get to keep running the site? That's a good question. From what I've heard, he's kind of done his thing. Retired at 30, like a soccer player. Exactly. I think a lot of his work, per se, has been done. He's handed over, I think, everything. He's actually already cooperating with some other governments, Spain, obviously, Germany. He's done his part, and he's now cooperating. And that's also what his lawyers are arguing. Hey, look, we're cooperating with other governments here. Why are we being extradited back to Portugal? Kendall Baker, editor of the outstanding Axios Sports Daily Newsletter, which you can get at signup.axios.com. Thanks for joining us. My final two, right after this. Times Square's newest spectacle, 46 stories of maximalist retail called TSX Broadway. TSX Broadway will be the only building in Times Square to offer a permanent outdoor performance venue overlooking the iconic ticket's red steps. It'll also feature 75,000 square feet of flexible retail space. Visit tsxbroadway.com for an inside look at the future of retail. 
Now it's time for my final two. And first up is news that media website BuzzFeed is laying off around 15% of its staff or approximately 250 employees. Now, BuzzFeed is said to actually be profitable, unlike lots of other media upstarts, but it has struggled to meet growth expectations and now basically wants to solidify its foundation so it never again needs to raise private capital. Now, expect some crowing from some MAGA folks, uh, particularly given BuzzFeed's recent controversy involving a story it published saying President Trump instructed Michael Cohen to lie to Congress But within media land, the story will really be this continuing narrative of a conflict between journalism and venture capital, and if the two can really coexist. Finally, the government shutdown is now on day 34, which means that furloughed federal workers are about to miss their second straight pay period. Not surprisingly, many of these folks are now looking for assistance, which U.S. Commerce Secretary Wilbur Ross was asked about this morning on CNBC by Andrew Ross Sorkin. There are reports that there are some federal workers who are going to homeless shelters to get food. Well, I know they are, and I don't really quite understand why, because the obligations that they would undertake, say a borrowing from a bank or a credit union, are in effect federally guaranteed. Really, Wilbur? You you don't understand why. I guess so much for that Harvard Business School training. How about this? People need food to live, but food costs money, and money comes from employers. If the employer no longer pays the money, people can't afford to buy the food. Yeah, sure. Some people can get loans from credit unions and things like that, and they may be for paying other necessities like rent and heat, but that only goes so far. And unlike what you said, Wilbur, not everyone furloughed does have federally guaranteed back pay coming, such as the tens of thousands of federal contractors. Bottom line here, putting an oblivious billionaire on TV might not be the White House's smartest PR strategy. And we're done. Big thanks for listening. And to my producers, Adam Grassi and Tim Shovers, have a great National Beer Can Appreciation Day. And we'll be back tomorrow with another Pro Rata Podcast.